0: It's Saturday, August the 1st, and this is your Morning Briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Hong Kong postpones elections and Murdoch leaves News Corp. First, the week in brief. Carrie Lam, Hong Kong's chief executive, announced a delay of one year to elections to the Legislative Council scheduled for September. She blamed a recent spike in COVID-19 cases, but critics accused her of wanting to thwart the territory's pro-democracy camp. In another blow to the opposition, Chinese state media reported that arrest warrants have been issued for six Hong Kong activists who have fled the territory. The Trump administration may soon order China's ByteDance to divest ownership of TikTok, a video-sharing app popular in America. Microsoft is being reported as an interested buyer. The app has been the subject of scrutiny in Washington due to security concerns about a Chinese-owned company having access to user data and significant influence in American media. President Donald Trump said a range of options, including a ban of the app in America, were under consideration. GDP in the euro area fell by 12.1% quarter-on-quarter in the three months to the end of June. Spain's economy contracted by 18.5% during the same period, France's by 13.8%, Italy's by 12.4%, and Germany's by 10.1%. Furlough schemes prevented the unemployment rate from rising by much. June's rate of 7.8% is only slightly higher than a year ago. The American government announced a deal worth $2.1 billion with two pharmaceutical companies, Sanofi of France and GSK of Britain, to support the development of their COVID-19 vaccine. The deal includes 100 million doses, with an option to buy a further 500 million. It is the largest such agreement entered into by America yet, and came as the total number of cases there approaches 4.5 million. An American appeals court overturned the death sentence for Jokar Tsarnaev, who was convicted in 2015 of the Boston Marathon bombings two years earlier. A three-judge panel found that the judge who presided over the case did not thoroughly vet jurors for bias. The attack killed three people and injured at least 260 more. He will still spend his life behind bars. James Murdoch resigned from the board of News Corp, a media group whose empire includes The Wall Street Journal and Fox News. He cited disagreements over editorial content. He is known to be unhappy about some outlets' coverage of climate change and support for Donald Trump. Mr Murdoch was once considered king-in-waiting at News Corp, which is run by his father Rupert. NVIDIA, an American tech firm, is reportedly in talks to buy Arm, a British designer of chips used by 70% of the world's population. A darling of Silicon Fen, a tech cluster around Cambridge, Arm was bought in 2016 by SoftBank, a Japanese technology investor, for $32 billion. Buying the British firm would further consolidate NVIDIA's position as America's biggest maker of semiconductors. And editor's note. Our Checks and Balance newsletter presents the best of our coverage of American politics, along with exclusive analysis and data. Sign up to receive it in your inbox every Friday, www.economist.com forward slash Checks and Balance. And now, here's today's agenda. A new medium, host, brings horror to Zoom. You might think the last thing 2020 needed was something else to be frightened of, but Rob Savage's new horror film, Host, conceived and shot entirely during lockdown, is a fun and cathartic scare. It tells the story of six friends, Hayley Bishop, Radina Drandova, Edward Leonard, Gemma Moore, Caroline Ward and Emma Louise Webb, who hire a medium to hold a video seance during lockdown. Predictably, things quickly go awry. It is partly inspired by a prank the director played on his friends during a Zoom chat that went viral and also by the rituals of a spiritualist church he attended once a week for six months while researching another project. The film is impressively executed, especially considering that the stunts, special effects and camera work all had to be done by the actors. Currently streaming on Shudder, Host is a wittily contrived nightmare for our time, doing for Zoom what the Blair Witch Project did for camcorders. Monk's Dream Deferred, A Record in Limbo In 1968, racial tensions were running high in America. Though only a highway separated the predominantly white city of Palo Alto from East Palo Alto, a mostly black area, it stood as a concrete metaphor for their division. Young black residents agitated to incorporate East Palo Alto and rechristen it Nairobi, By coincidence, the week before a referendum on the name, jazz musician Thelonious Monk played a charity concert at Palo Alto High School at a student's request, drawing a crowd from both sides of the road. A janitor agreed to have the piano tuned if he could record the concert. After more than 50 years, the recording was to be published on July 31st, but a dispute between Monk's old record label and his estate has postponed the release, perhaps indefinitely. Alas, modern America, as divided as in 1968, may go without this powerful record of how unity can be created by individuals. More like Ike, restoring a Renaissance masterpiece. To stand before the Gent Altarpiece, a 12-panelled artwork painted by Hubert and Jan van Eyck in 1432, is to behold the piety of Western European painting at its most inspiring. The eye and spirit are drawn to the painting's focal panel, where the Lamb of God stands atop an altar, its blood spilling into a chalice in an evocation of the sacrifice of Christ. Yet, like faith, the ageing masterpiece has required a few restorations, including a 16th century overpaint that covered much of the original lamb. Two new non-invasive chemical techniques have allowed restorers to roll away this overpaint to reveal the Ikean Lamb of God. The face of the original lamb is smaller with a more distinctive, some say human, expression. Also revealed are the artist's revisions to the size and shape of the lamb's body, offering the naturalistic original more godly proportions. Not for the first time, the lamb of God is resurrected. Champion swimmers, sperm's sophisticated stroke. To judge by the cartoons in sex education classes, human sperm swim like eels or tadpoles by lashing their long tails from side to side. But according to research in the journal Science Advances, this assumption, unchanged for longer than three centuries, is the product of an optical illusion. For the first time, high-speed 3D cameras have revealed that sperm twist their tail-like flagellum around in a circular motion. By rights, this should condemn sperm to swimming in circles and human beings to extinction. But by rolling as they swim, sperm generate a corkscrewing motion, something like the rollicking of playful otters. Thus, they swim straight and with some elegance. As well as being crucial for fertility research, perhaps crediting sperm with more sophistication will boost their standing. After all, everyone has a plucky sperm to thank for their existence. Taking another shot, American basketball restarts. First, Major League Soccer kicked off. Then Major League Baseball was up to bat. Now basketball has bounced back. Sports fans are already used to watching games in empty stadiums and monitoring players' COVID-19 test results. But basketball is pivoting to another aspect of 2020, protest. During the first game of the Women's National Basketball Association, players wore the name of Breonna Taylor, a paramedic killed by police in her home in March. Now the National Basketball Association, NBA, is allowing players to wear one of 29 approved phrases on their jerseys, including, I can't breathe. Many are expected to take a knee during the national anthem, an act that four years ago led to National Football League quarterback Colin Kaepernick being ostracised from that sport. Such demonstrations flout the NBA's rules, but its commissioner, Adam Silver, has said he respects peaceful protest. Athletes often steer clear of politics, but basketball may become a powerful exception. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Herman Melville, who was born on this day in 1819. It is hard to be finite upon an infinite subject, and all subjects are infinite.